What's happening, friends? Welcome to another week of the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Where do we start? Uh, we have a call here. This is uh, Lily in Florida, and she's asking about Raymundo because if you remember correctly, Raymundo had put uh, over four years ago now, heck, like basically five years ago, a thousand bucks on Donald Trump to win the presidency. He wasn't even the only one out of the Republican side yet. He was not the favorite at all, and it was at fifty to one odds, which meant if Ray were to win, he was going to win fifty thousand dollars. So he put a thousand bucks down. As we know, Donald Trump won the presidency. What is your question, Lily? Hi. Yeah, I've been trying to look it up since before Trump was elected just to find out, did he ever get his money? Ray, where are you at on this? You got your money yet? So the answer to that one is no, but the good news is they have told me that we'll be here in the next month. Oh, wow. Yeah, right around $29,000. they are already going to be taking out the taxes, so... I'll be good to spend it the second he comes here, and I will tell everybody about it from near and far. I will shout it from the top of a mountain for everybody. Why are they taking taxes out of your money if they're not an official, like, even from America? <laughs> well, I mean, they aren't from America, but I'm going through, I guess, a tax person and just said, hey, I don't even want the whole amount. I don't want that temptation there. Please take it out. Do it however we have to do it. And because they're partnered with places here in the States as well, so you can go through. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's a group. And you go through the group, and they already take out the taxes. You have that option. So before, you know, June 2nd, you're going to have $29,000 from this bet. Yep, four weeks. So that would be before June 2nd. Well, that's exciting. He's been telling us this, though, for four years. I know. Does anyone believe him? (laughs) No, I don't. No. Yeah, Yeah, no chance. And I've I mean, never- but I feel is he this is what he's being told and then he's relaying, relaying to us. So, yes, I believe him, but I think he's being lied to. Hey, Lily, <laughs> do you believe what you're hearing, Lily? Well, it sounded a little shady in the beginning because he was sending this thousand dollars like out of the U.S. So I was like, I don't I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But I've looked it up online so many times and talked to my daughters and all of us that listen to your show and like, is this ever going to happen or did I miss it one day that we actually heard? But good to know twenty five or $29,000. That's a lot of money. So congratulations. Thank well, you. he doesn't have no, it doesn't yet. Happen. Yeah. He's been telling us for four years he's yeah. getting it in a month or yeah. in a week. Unfortunately, you and your daughters are going to have to wait. And I'm sure that we may learn more even after June 2nd passes. All right, Lily. Thank you for the call. Ray, what are you going to say? Yeah, thanks, Lily, for your interest. I feel like I owe people for, like, investigating stuff and checking on it. But update coming in a month. Uh, And there we go. Okay. You know when you're hanging out with your friends and you just tell this funny little lie or whatever, and then every time they see you, they're like, dude, tell that story again. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was lying. But now I got to (laughs) tell I think this is what's happening with Ray. (laughs) You think he lied on the air when he made the bet? And now people won't forget it. And they're just like, hey, did Ray ever get that money? Like, 10 years from now. Hey, did Ray ever get that money? He's like, oh, crap. He's like, let me check. I feel like maybe it's coming in a month. (laughs) Ray, is there any chance? Would you like to come clean now? Because I tell you what, no penalty. Can we yeah. all agree? Yes, no penalty. Like if anything, we've been entertained, job well done, but us. just confess now. Clap, 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 applause, applause, right. applause. You got it's a good bit. <laughs> now, would you like to come clean and admit this isn't happening or never happened? Oh, it's happening. I placed the bet. I had proof then. I can show you guys emails if you really want to get boring about it. But when the check comes, I will show you guys the check for twenty nine thousand dollars and then everybody can put this to bed. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, sticking with it. There, there's your big announcement this morning. <laughs> All right, this is kind of an announcement, too. 
Wanted to do it early so everybody can hear it. The official announcement will be later, but you already know now. So September 4th and September 5th, two different cities. We are doing the first ever Bobby Fests all day. There's going to be daytime stage, lots of stuff for families. But in the evening, it will be such acts as headlining Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. That's right. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. Hit that. There you go. Because when you have your own festival, you can headline it. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Interesting. That's true. We are playing at Whitewater Amphitheater in between San Antonio and Austin. That's right. On September 4th. And the next day at Wave, September 5th, in Wichita, Kansas. Woo! Now, it won't just be us, because it wouldn't be a festival with just us. <laughs> we play all day. It will also be Russell Dickerson. But I came to life and I first kissed you. The best me has his arms around. And it will be Maddie and Tay. Being the girl in a country song. And then we'll do a local battle of the bands where a band gets to come up and play, too. It's, this is going to be a big all-day family affair, September 4th, September 5th. Live music's back. We're back. We're leading the charge. Yes. That's exciting. Although we're not leading, but we're going to go that. <laughs> we're the first ones back. We can say that. Yeah, we have two fe- two festivals. The inaugural Bobby Fest, September 4th, September 5th, Texas and Kansas. Can't wait for you guys to come. You guys ask us a lot of things in the mailbag. Hey, Mike, what was the big email subject last week that people kept writing it about. Oh, about Lunchbox, his free food hack? There's a lot of uh, hate on that. I didn't really know the mailbag was just general reach out and yell it's at us. U- it's usually not, but yeah. with that segment, there was a lot in there. What were they saying? They were saying It was a lot of small businesses saying that the amount he said that it cost them is a lot more than he was saying. Oh, yeah, I think he said five cents. Because Lunchbox was like, it cost five cents for them to make a, a sandwich. He's so clueless about that. And his hack was, and we don't agree, we said it was stealing. But just so no, people know, ridiculous. he said he would order to go and then go. There's a bunch of other people's to go orders. You can just take one of them too. <laughs> Which is, you're accidentally, air quotes. Yeah, you're just stealing. But people were upset about that. Very upset about that. Did they also understand that I was upset about it too? Yeah. Or were they coming at me? Well, some people didn't get that part and they were like, how could you have them go and spread this rumor or whatever? Mm. Huh. Okay. Lunchbox, what do you want to say? All these little snowflakes, yes. I'm okay, using, stop saying snowflake because he's. Fa- that email in, you cannot tell me you've never had that thought when you see the food sitting there on that little tray or shelf and there's no one manning it. Everyone's had that idea. Like, I could just grab this and walk away. But no one thinks about actually doing it. Like, yeah. I think about racing a cop sometimes. Like, oh, there's a cop. Let me yeah, see if I can outrun him. You'd never but do, I don't it. do it. Right. But, but you would never think to take a... No, actually, I've never thought about yeah, that. I mean, would I never. Have, oh, it on. would never dawn on you to do such a thing. <laughs> Ever. Okay, let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. I love this one. Hey, Bobby Bones. My husband has recently rediscovered an old hobby of his, and I'm not too thrilled about it. Recently, he started recording himself singing and posting his videos on Facebook. No. (laughs) I'm embarrassed for him right now. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) His childhood dream was to be a singer. He's not a terrible singer, but he's not spectacular either. Oh, Oh, no. Some of his recordings are pretty pitchy, and honestly, I'm kind of embarrassed by them. If he was just making the videos for himself or sharing them with a select few people who also share his hobby, I wouldn't mind him making them, but I don't understand why he has to post them publicly. I want to ask him to stop, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. Should I ask him to stop, or should I just let him do what makes him happy, even if I feel embarrassed for him when I come across the videos? I really enjoy your show. Thanks for the advice. Sincerely, Anonymous. Man, I have no idea what to tell her to do. This is so awkward. Oh, I feel like it's easy. What? Okay, Bones. What is it? 
Oh, I, I think it's easy. You let him do it. Regret is a big thing, and you do not want what? him going through his life with regret. Like, I didn't try my hardest to be a star. Uh, he obviously believes he's a good singer. Let him put his videos out there, and then maybe he'll find out the hard way that it's just not going to work. She's so embarrassed. <laughs> I get it. Right. But that's his dream, guys. You? I feel like I would probably have to find some gentle way to be like, you got to stop posting these videos online. I think the gentle way is to ask him, hey, what's your goal with these videos? Right. That opens up a discussion, and then you can see if it's the appropriate time to jump in and go to stop. So, wait, I'll, I'll play the game with you, Eddie. Hey, so what's what's the reason you're posting these videos? I just want to get exposure out there. Maybe there's a record label guy out there that sees me singing, and I get to do what I've always wanted to do. How many record labels do you think, and just ask, and honestly mm-hmm. want to sign a 42-year-old dad of two that really isn't a great singer, but it's just pretty good. Yeah, good question. I thought about this. You know, I think there's just not a lot out there, but I think that if you market it correctly, that could be cool. Wow, all the dads, and inspire all the dads out there that think their dream is over. I think it'd be a cool thing. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I don't think he would say all that. No, that sounds like you're in an interview. Eddie, Eddie's not in the talking, industry, yeah. You're not talking to your wife. Oh. I think you bring it up with them, and you go, hey, what, what's the what's the goal here? It's like, hey, just put some stuff on. I say, cool. Um, how, are, you, are your views going up? Like, if your goal is to actually oh, get... the numbers. Yeah, let's, are they going up? Okay. No, no, it's only about 10 right now. 10 views? Yeah, how long do you want to keep doing this? Maybe a couple months. Okay. Right, maybe, maybe let's do six months, and we'll agree to that. Well, then why don't we check back in and see if after six months, if, there, if you're not getting any traction, maybe we, we chill out on these, and we, maybe we could do something together. <laughs> on YouTube. I think you just have to ask him and get him talking about it and find a way to maybe... Go, hey, this is so awkward. I know. <laughs> I mean, think and about I'm trying it. to work through it on the air as I know. I'm because think about it, Bobby. What if you know you're Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin's your fiance, but let's yes. say you know she she decides all of a sudden she she always wanted to be a singer when she was a kid. I actually don't even know if Caitlin can sing well. Let's say that she doesn't really sing well, and let's say she starts posting videos online of herself singing because she thinks she's got a shot at something. How would you handle that? I would let her do it a little bit and go, hey, how's that going? Yeah, there you okay. go. Like, so how's, you how, how, like how are the, how are the videos saying. going? Do you think you're a good enough singer to make it? And if she's yes, okay, well, I'm going to support you. If this is what you really want, I'll support you. However, if you don't, if if you're asking real, I don't think you're good enough to be competitive. <laughs> to be competitive, <laughs> to be competitive in Nashville <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so hard. Like, it's tough. She's told hard. me before that. There, she's shut me down from doing things on, thank God, on social media. But I was like, I'm gonna post this. She goes, you get canceled for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> she goes, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, then I will not be doing oh, that. Smart. So maybe she steps in sometimes. Maybe he could. She could say to him, the the emailer to her husband, like, hey, I really loved when you just sing to me. So like when you do it publicly, <laughs> it's it's yeah. a tough one. Here's what you got to do. We're talking through it. You go, hey, well, like what's the goal here? Okay, let's give it a month, and if nothing's happened, let's just stop doing it. Yeah, because mm. like this, you're spending too much time on. Let this. him do it, but don't 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 inspire him to continue making music or go to the mall and record that little booth. <laughs> that He's one like booth. got a whole like a ring light set up. He's ready to go. My, my oh, real advice is don't shut him down. Just ask him questions of why he's doing it. Evaluate the situation. At some point, you got to stop it and go. Okay, mm-hmm. let's. It, this is a little bit embarrassing. Okay? Yeah. It's hard, though. Fine. It's I, hard. Yeah. It's hard. I feel for her. It's maybe the toughest email we've ever had, and we have a lot of emails that were like, I have kids. Do I do I run from them? I have a husband. <laughs> that was that might be the toughest one. 
That's the mailbag. If you want to send us an email, Morgan, what happens? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Send an email to that address right there. Thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. These are for you. They're going to make you feel good. They're quick, but they're awesome. Let's go. Number five. A guy who works as a treasure hunter helped a family in Massachusetts search their home and find hidden treasure. He found a metal box under their floorboards that had been there since the 50s with $46,000 in cash inside the box. Wow. So cool. How do you have a, a career as a hidden treasure hunter? Mm. That's so crazy. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that Nicholas? What's his name? Nicholas, Nick Cage? Nick Cage. Nick Cage yeah, American Treasure. Man, that's awesome. Number four. 11 baby ducks fell into a storm drain in California last week, and an animal control officer managed to coax them out by playing duck sounds of a different mother duck on his cell phone. <laughs> Mommy? And they went out. <laughs> no. This also sounds like a movie. And now a lot of ducks are coming towards your radio, everybody. Drive, drive, <laughs> drive faster. <laughs> Number three. A 24-year-old woman in Washington got to tell her dad that thousands of people donated to cover his hospital bills for a massive stroke he suffered in August. The people who donated had watched his recovery on TikTok and decided to raise the money to cover the bills. Here she is giving him the news. So that'll take care of your entire hospital bill. A lot of that came from your TikTok people. You had some high school classmates in there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so cool. The video just continued to blow up. Number two. A seven-year-old kid in Tennessee who saved up his allowance to buy a new fishing rod caught an 83-pound catfish last week. Whoa. Only two pounds under the state record. Again, he's seven. I bet you this catfish weighed more than he does. Yes. The catfish is 47 inches, so it's about the same size as he is to height and weight. <laughs> That's great. That seven years old. I bet he thought it was a tire at first. An 83-pound. Yeah, wow. he's probably like, I'm hung up on a rock or something. And then it probably pulled back, and his dad's like, no. Crazy. That ain't a rock. Great. And catfish are bottom dwellers, too. Uh-huh. That's wild. Here we go. Number one. Number one. This four-year-old boy loves the family's UPS driver so much that he drew a picture of them hanging out together. Listen to him greet the driver with the news. Big stuff! That's a present that I made. You made it for me? Yeah, oh, I'm so for you. I'm, I'm so excited. And you can even open the door. And that's you. And that's you. And that's you. That's you know where that's going? On my refrigerator. All right. That's awesome. Okay. That was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Miranda Lambert is dropping the Marfa Tapes movie. She's sharing her new album, The Marfa Tapes, with Jack Ingram and John Randall on May 7th. Then she will release a behind-the-scenes movie about the making of the project on her Facebook page on May 8th at 7, 6 p.m. Central Time. Thomas Rhett talked about his new album, Country Again, Side A. I would say that like as much of, of this of this record is looking back, a lot of it is kind of a timestamp of today. I think 2020 taught us all so many lessons, whether whether it was for the better or for the worse. And um, you know, for me, I really learned how to to slow down and 
and uh, really recognize what was in front of me and what my priorities were. Casey Musgraves fulfilled her lifelong dream of working at a shaved ice stand. She spent her weekend with the help of Blue Monkey Shaved Ice in Nashville, working in their food truck. She surprised hundreds of customers with free snow cones, and you can see all of her photos and videos of how it all went down on her Instagram. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. USPS worker Robert Dillon was making his round, delivering the mail. He lives in Seymour, Connecticut, and that's when he became a hero. He watched as public works employee Edward Bomba collapsed, hit the ground, and he immediately jumped into action. Bomba was directing traffic while his crew was repairing a road when his heart shut down, like straight up, boop, went out. He fell, was convulsing. Dylan jumped down, started chest compressions, kept working on him until medical staff arrived. And thanks to the stranger's help, Bomba's been released from the hospital and is now on the road to recovery. I mean, all because USPS worker Robert Dylan happened to be at the right place, but really had done the, had, had done the right work to know what to do in case the situation happened. This guy's out working and his heart collapsed. How crazy is that? Yeah. And that somebody nearby, and just one of their 50 people around you at any time, knew how to save him and how to give him this... It, any CPR would be that'd be chest compressions, huh? Yes. Yeah. Con- chest compressions and then a little blow in the mouth. And are they doing blow in the mouth a little less nowadays? <laughs> no, I think when someone's really dying, you do whatever you need to do. Okay, he said, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. That's a crazy story. I'm pumped to share it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. One of my favorite guests on the show, because she's always so knowledgeable and funny, and she is host of Business Unusual. It's a podcast. And first of all, Barbara, welcome to the show. Tell our audience about your podcast because it is so good. Oh, thank you for saying it's so good. I would wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, I'm good at giving advice. I always have been. And all I do is listen to people's problems, mostly business related, and answer their questions. I love it because I actually feel like I'm helping every single person who calls in. It makes me feel like a big shot. Well, you are a big shot. There's trophies behind you. I see like three different big shot trophies on your shelf right there. Are those yours? Of course they're mine. You think I bought them on eBay? Shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have some general questions for you because our listeners, our group needs a lot of advice. Number one, how do you feel when I say, do you need a college degree to make a good living? Absolutely not. In fact, I've seen more instances where the college degree got in the way of making a living. If you're in business for yourself, you're going to work for someone, want to get ahead. You have to. It's like breathing. Tea. You need a college degree and you need a more advanced degree than that if you really want to get ahead. But if you want to start your own business, the sooner you get out and work, the sooner you learn to think on your feet, overcome obstacles and keep getting back up the better off you are. So if you're going to be spending a lot of time learning stuff in school, most of that stuff doesn't help you when you're starting your own business or when you're developing your own business. So you're better off with real life experience every time, without a doubt. We get a lot of questions about job interviews. How would you answer the question in a job interview when someone says, so what's your biggest weakness? Not honestly. (laughs) What you want to do is name something so harmless. Like the truth is I love doing the laundry and I do it every Saturday. That gets a laugh. (laughs) Okay. But you don't want to say I have a hard time with organization or I I don't get along with people. So well. I mean, that's a trick question. You want to just come across as a saint with a little flaw, a little tiny darling flaw. And if you can make it funny, get the guy laughing, you know, he's going to like you. So something like, and I only floss five times a week, not seven. No, 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 no. Come on, Bobby. You know better than that. Come on. <laughs> what is the number one thing people should include on their resume other than just places they've worked? 
the code words uh, that appear in the Help Wanted ad, because what happens today is 70% of all the people seeking applicants uh, vet out uh, the application pool because they'll get 500 applicants on a particular job, right? I know I interviewed very recently for a social media head. We had something like 72,000 applications <laughs> over four weeks. Who knew there were that many people that even lived in the United States? But the only ones we looked at were the ones that in their resume had the keywords that we had put in our job description. People have to do that today to vet people out. So you want to look at those code words and make sure you include them somewhere in the description of your past. That's all. I have a friend who's about to turn 30 years old and is about to get married, but is still renting and is hesitant on becoming a homeowner just because of today's economy. What is your advice to someone when it comes to buying a home right now? There are a million excuses not to buy. All it is is scaredness, uh, disguising itself as some other reason. If you don't get in the game, no matter what goes on in the real estate market, the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, you're locked out for the most part because you have to get a reason to play the game. Even if it's the tiniest studio, when that studio price goes up, the one bedrooms are going up and you stay with the market. But if you decide to wait it out, it never pays off. It never pays off. And there's always scary reasons. So you're going to pay more today. That's how fast the market is moving. And you might say, hey, but what if the market goes the other way? Who cares? What you make at your house has more to do with when you have to sell. And most people don't have to sell. They optionally sell. So you time the sale, but you better not time the beginning of it. You better get in there as fast as you can. Have you ever fired someone for being late too much? I fired people for a lot less reasons than uh, being late too much. Yeah, late is a problem. You know what it is more than anything? You work, you miss part of your workday. That's, you know, statistically proven that you've lost a half hour of your workday, okay? But it's an indication of attitude. Anybody who's not an eager beaver to get in the desk or isn't smart enough to act like they are uh, is not enjoying the job, is not enthusiastic, and it's not just that first half hour it's going to carry through the whole day. They're not anxious to be there. So their work ethic and the energy they put in their particular job is not sufficient, in my mind, as a boss. From the other side, as a worker, why would you want to be in a job that you don't want to go into in the morning? I mean, why not take a shot at another four jobs that you might also not like to go into, but why not change it up? On with us now, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank and also the Business Unusual podcast that as you're looking for new podcasts to listen to, I hope you guys check it out. She gives so much great advice. I have a few Shark Tank questions as well. Um, uh -huh. How much do you know about the businesses before they come in and give you the pitch? When that door opens, they walk through the shark tank with the sharks that are make-believe, by the way, on the side. When they walk through that, the door is open. It's the first time we see them. We don't know a thing about them until we get to question them. But what you might not know watching the show is a typical segment and runs about seven, eight minutes. We actually get to ask some questions for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. So we know everything about them before we decide we want to bid, that we want to put a bid in on the deal. Uh, so, but we're totally blind. The other thing that a lot of people don't know, I know because I write the checks, is it's all of our own money. I mean, that's not a big deal for Mark Cuban. He's the only billionaire on the set. He can write checks on checks on checks. I don't even think he makes a note of them. But when I'm writing a $100,000 check, 200000 500000 I gulp every time thinking, I hope I made a good choice here. And when you really look at all the deals over Shark Tank, I've invested probably close to 90 now. I've been there since the very beginning. That's been 11 or maybe even 12 years. I'm losing count. Um, out of all those deals, usually only about 15% in my 
portfolio succeed and make up for the other ones that don't. So your odds on winning are not good, no matter how careful you are. But you're always sticking your own money in time and time and time again. And that's the pressure of the show. Do you feel like you've made money from Shark Tank? Not them paying your, your, your fee to work, but investing your money. Are you ahead? Well, I'm happy you're asking this year. Yes, I'm very, very well ahead because I've got a couple of home run hits that are amazing, like Comfy, which is a wearable blanket, uh, and they have $30 million or $300 million in sales in three years. And all they had was a prototype handmade that they showed on the show. Nobody wanted them. Thank God I bought a third of that business. It's a moneymaker. But it's those kind of deals that make up for all the losses of the many entrepreneurs that are putting their heart and soul into the business and just can't make a go of it. The interesting question I ask myself every time is why didn't they make a go of it? Like, how did I not see that train coming? And the answer always is number one, the desire didn't sustain itself. Everybody's excited on Shark Tank, but then it's like a marriage. You know, you got to work it all the time, hustle like crazy all the time. And that's a problem for some people. And most importantly, every business that failed, the, the missing quality, I now have realized over after all these years is they don't know how to get past an obstacle quickly. They, they take a hit as a failure and take it personally and take a long time feeling sorry for themselves. Meanwhile, the business suffers. Meanwhile, they lose their mojo. And meanwhile, I lose my money. <laughs> the worst part in my book. Which of the sharks drives the nicest car? The nicest car? Oh, come on. You must know that. That's Robert Hershevik. I think he owns... I'm probably exaggerating, maybe understating. I think it was like 25 cars, all multi, multi $100,000 cars. He, he drives a different car every day. You should interview him and ask him his favorite car. He'll give you a different answer every day of the week. <laughs> Barbara Corcoran is on with us, the Business Unusual podcast. I hope you guys check it out. Obviously, Shark Tank is on Friday nights on ABC at 8, 7 Central. That is the show I can binge watch. If it comes on, if it's on anything, I will watch three or four hours of it. Um, I do You're have a not co- going out enough. You're not yeah. going out enough. Go out more. Well, uh, well I'm not a big go out. I'm, I'm kind of a loser guy. That being said, <laughs> speaking of losers, we got a couple of losers here on the show as well. They're always talking about their great ideas. Would you mind humoring? They, they each have two ideas they'd like to pitch out and just get your feedback on. As long as I can be honest. Be it. Be extra honest, please. Yes, please. Okay, good enough, good enough. All right, uh, you'll see now this guy named, his name is uh, Lunchbox. Lunchbox, say hi to Barbara. Hi, Barbara. I can tell already it's a bad idea, Lunchbox. Oh, Barbara! <laughs> Barbara, I've been watching from season one. I'm so excited. I got this idea, and I'm like, we are going to be a home run team. All right, are you ready, Lunchbox? I see, I see. I'm ready. I can't wait. I All right. I am looking for $50,000 for 25% of my company, Dirty Diapers On Demand, the Uber of diaper changing. All parents have had that moment when your kid has a disgusting dirty diaper that you want no part of changing. You go change it. No, you go change it. Oh, I don't want to change it. And that's where Dirty Diapers On Demand will show up wherever you are and change that disgusting diaper. We not only change the diaper, we take all the mess with us when we leave. So we wash your your hands, stay clean, your house stays smell-free, and we take care of the dirty diaper. Now, who's ready to wipe some butts and cash some checks? Barbara, are you in? No, I'm so out. I'm so out. You forget it. But I love your enthusiasm. Let me tell you why. Ask any wife who's had more than one kids how often she uses a dirty diaper to punish her husband because he hasn't bought her flowers in two years. Come on. No woman would give that task away when she could really get even with her husband. Forget about it. I'm out, I'm out, and I'm out again for you. Okay, mm-hmm. one more from Lunchbox. Lunchbox, go ahead. 
Barbara, I'm looking for $100,000 for 18% of my company, Sexy Sunscreen Service. Have you ever been with your boys heading out to the pool in Vegas, the beach in Miami, or wherever you're trying to catch some rays? Only problem is, who's going to rub sunscreen on your back? None of your boys are rubbing their hands on your body, so, oh no, you're going to get sunburned. Not so fast. That's where we step up with ladies in bikinis to come and rub sunscreen all over your body. Boost will be set up poolside, beachside, all over America, and we'll keep the sun off your back. Love it, I'm in. I'm going to give you double the money. I love it. That's a good idea. Oh, interesting. She actually liked it. How much did you ask for? $100,000 for 18% of my company. Yeah. I'm giving you two, but get good-looking girls. Oh, I will, for sure. But you don't have a company, is the point. No, no, but this is... Listen, this is what he needs. This I, is his I motivation. Need, she, I, she really thinks this is a good idea, so we have something here. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's go over. Uh, this is our producer, Raymundo. Raymundo, you have uh, just a few minutes with Barbara. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Barbara. Okay, so first, my product is called Toilet Fleece. My mom and I, we think fleece will replace toilet paper in the next decade. Fleece offers an amazing alternative to toilet paper, and it's soft on your butt. Honestly, I've tried it. We can make a 12-pack of toilet fleece for $2 by getting the fleece at Hobby Lobby. Should we go about trying to get a patent or should we just make toilet fleece for family and friends to reuse? Well, I'm definitely out. And forget about getting a patent. Nobody wants that stupid business. Just keep your money in your pocket. I'm keeping mine in mind. All right, one more. Raymond, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'll tell my mom that. Okay, this next product is called Expiration Enforcer. It's a device that magnetically sticks on your fridge. When you get groceries, you enter the receipt. It will notify you if something is close to expiring. So once you've done that, then it'll give you a countdown on how many days you have to eat, drink, whatever, something. I've been told it'll cost 50000 for a patent and to get it up and running. Will you invest in this, Barbara? With a contingency that you can really actually make that happen. Sounds complicated. It's relying on technology. If you can make it happen, you got me. But if yeah! you can't, no, no, no. Prove it, prove it, prove it. Well, and tell that to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had to pick one of those four things, obviously you're not going to spend any money in any. They, they don't have anything but a crazy idea. Which one do you feel like has the best shot there? The bikini. And let me tell you, it is a good idea. I'm serious. You know why? Because it has the added advantage of everybody wanting a photo. What guy wouldn't sign up for that just to have his girlfriend take a photo of two bikini-clad ladies rubbing oil all over him? It's a great photo opportunity. So you have natural-born marketing as part of the process. There you go. Lunch yes! Time. I'm telling you guys. Good job today. All right. Listen, you guys check out the Business Unusual podcast Check out Shark Tank. Barbara, we always love having you on the show. Thank you so much, and uh, have, a, have a great rest of the week. You guys are a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye-bye. Here's the voicemail we got last night. Here you go. Hey, Polly. I just wanted to let you know that I think I've been listening to the show too much. This week was my 40th birthday. I got a massage. And after the massage, when a therapist asked me how I was feeling, my answer was, I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Huh. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> the therapist was like, what? The Bible Here's Amy's pile of stories. So we've recently talked about the 90s and 2000s country, but I saw this list on Ranker.com and they had like the best 80s songs listed. So I thought, well, let's let's venture into that decade. In at number five, Randy Travis, Forever and Ever, Amen, 1987. Really one of the loveliest country songs ever. <laughs> loveliest. Loveliest, for sure. 
And Randy Travis is more of a late 80s artist than a 90s artist. Yeah. Which is weird. Because he, he was still killing it in the 90s. But, I mean, he was more 80s than the Travis Trek, Garth Brooks's of the 90s were. Also, just a different style, too. Hey, my grandma loved Randy Travis. Mm-hmm. All right, what else you got? From 1982, Willie Nelson, Always On My Mind. Always on my mind. Hey, what a lovely song. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> lovely song. What a lovely song. What a good one. All right. Now, this is one I definitely thought maybe was 90s, but it's from 1988, When You Say Nothing At All by Keith Whitley. Oh, yeah. Let me know that you need me. There's a truth in which was remade by who? And made a hit again. I have no idea. Alison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. I did know that. There yeah, you go. He died in 89, so yeah. He did? Mm-hmm. What else? Amarillo by Morning, George Strait. This is from 1982. How could that not be number one? Well, because the one that's for number one is pretty good. I mean, to beat George Strait, though, it's got to be... A, a late Garth, but I don't think any of that's better than Amarillo by Morning. Well, I'm just from gonna the go 80s. and tell you Garth is not in the top five. It's gotta be some from Alabama. And trust me, I feel you on that. In my heart, George Strait's number one, but this one's pretty big time. Go ahead. I, I imagine it'll be big time. It's from nineteen eighty four and it's from Alabama. If uh. you're gonna play in Texas. Hey, fantastic song. Not better than Amarillo by Morning. Well, you're right about that. Yeah. Amarillo by Morning's like legend. You could have switched them out one, two. I don't think this falls below two, but I think this is number two there. Yeah, turn it up again. Here we go. <laughs> if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. How do you describe this song? It's quite warm feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a warm song. Yeah. But it's not lovely, though. No, right? it's, okay. it's not quite, necessarily yeah. lovely. All right, what else you got? I have things that millennials are saying because now millennials are turning 40 and it's, they're finding themselves saying middle-aged things. And I want to know if y'all have caught yourself saying any stuff like this. Uh, referring to a 20-year-old guy as like a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. They look so young. Yeah. I see kids turning 16 and driving and they look like little babies. Yeah, I saw a kid get drafted by the Jets last week. <laughs> and number two, and he's 15 years old. I said that the entire night you know, when we were watching the draft. I was like, dang, kids do the darnest things <laughs> why does it start to change like our like because kids we, i know that they we looked that way but we didn't think did we, we did know? like zach wilson who played at byu is playing for the jets he looks like he's going to ninth grade yeah. and i don't know if he just looks really young or if we're just getting older it <laughs> is but did we though is a very middle-aged thing to say because okay. yes we did uh what about they just don't make them like they used to nah, i don't do that ah, yes you do. I don't do that <laughs> what about even with like a good solid wood dresser Huh? Huh? Like they don't make like, wood dressers oh, the like they used to. I never gave a crap about wood dressers. <laughs> you ever knock on furniture and be like, "Listen to that." They just man, yes. they just don't make wood like that no. anymore. Okay. The only time I even think it obviously is music, but even then I go, "I'm not supposed to like the music that, that kids are making today because I don't understand and relate to it." So they're making music like they used to, music that adult, old people don't relate to. Have you found yourself uh, in a riveting conversation with friends about the best chairs for lumbar support? <laughs> Whatever, you ordered yet. a gaming chair that offered you great back support. Yeah, it's just because it's comfortable. Like on your legs, they got pillows in it. I've done that at 22 if I could afford it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about if you've been asked to go out for dinner, but you say, no, I can't. I got chicken in the fridge that I have to cook before it goes oh, bad. I've done that. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> and then uh, if you've ever been... Uh, wanting to have coffee but you have to cut yourself off at 1pm because you 
don't want to stay up. Mm. <laughs> so You do that? No, yeah. no, I'm not there yet. All right, what else you got? Okay, so spicy goldfish are happening. Goldfish Crackers has teamed up with Frank's Red Hot for a new limited mm. edition hot sauce flavored goldfish. And they're hitting stores this month. And I am so pumped about them. And my kids are going to be so excited too. I love good like snacks that I've always loved for a long time with a spicy twist. I always felt, and you can disagree, that goldfish and Cheez-Its are overrated. <gasps> oh, yeah, I disagree. Yeah, and it's fair. I, yeah, I disagree. Again, they're rated highly. I'm not saying they're bad, but I, I don't... Kayla will eat both of them and love Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. Just not overrated. It's just weird. You see them and you're like, I don't want that. And then you have one and you're like, okay, give me five more. Right. That's give how me I feel about more. potato chips. <laughs> I don't feel that way with Cheez-Its. Okay. I yeah. just end up with yellow hands. <laughs> Well, I got to say, next time you're at the gas station, speaking of spicy food, spicy Cheez-Its are where it's at as well. Yeah, just not a Cheez-It guy. I like cheese. I like it, but I don't like Cheez-Its. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. Is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Bobby, what were you doing at 12 years old? Uh, studying all the time because I was a quiz bowl captain of the 12th grade team. <laughs> the yeah. varsity team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, 12, I was 7th grade. And I was, that was what I was good at was it was trivia. Yeah. That and learning. You were smart, but you were in the 7th grade. Well, yeah. a 12-year-old here, uh, she is about to start college. Why and... did you do this to compare him to me? <laughs> or compare her to me? <laughs> she brought like, you she up. She brought it up and she's like, hey, t- <laughs> tell me about what you were good at as a kid. The only thing you were good at. Okay, well, that wasn't good enough. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't even a slam to you. I was just saying most 12-year-olds are in junior high. But this 12-year-old, Elena Anna Lee, she is going to college at Arizona State University, and she plans on being a NASA engineer. And she puts a message out to the world that it doesn't matter your age or what you're planning to do, she told ABC. She said, go for it, dream, then accomplish it. She's 12 years old. I'm jealous. But? 12-year-old me looked up to 12-year-old her. Yeah, but when it comes to chasing your dream, you knew at five you wanted to be in radio, and you went for it. And you accomplished it. Yeah, she brought you back up, see? I had three dreams when I was five in my kindergarten little paper. They're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? My grandma kept it. I wanted to be on the radio, on TV, and a comedian. That's what I always wow. knew. Wow, you and see? It. I always knew. I was, and I always felt weird people didn't know, but then I realized when I got older, most people didn't know. Yeah, it's very rare to know. Mm-hmm. I always knew. It's always been inside of me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Great story about her. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> on the phone right now is Rakita. Hi, Rakita, New Mexico. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Bobby? Pretty good. Th- you. Morning. Morning. Thank you for calling. What's up? Yeah, I I have been listening to you guys forever, and I know you guys always say, I feel good. Uh, I feel so good. Uh, I just wanted to know where that came from because it's, it's so cool, and it, it just makes me feel like good. <laughs> Thanks. It actually comes from me playing high school football and the cheerleaders on both sides. And that, you got to understand I went to a double-A school. We had 50 people in my entire class. So it wasn't like it was this massive stadium full of people. You know, not a 5A school, not Texas or Florida or California. So you got, you know, a couple hundred people in the stands, and the cheerleaders, Mount Pine Red Devils on our side, Jesseville Lions on the other side. Mount Pine cheerleaders would go, Hey, Jesseville, how do you feel? And they would go, with some claps and kicks, I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh." Then they go, Hey, Mountain Pie Red Devils, how do you feel? And they would do it back, and they'd see who could go get louder and then get the crowd louder and louder. Oh, I yeah. like that. And they would just continue to go back and forth. I, I don't know if it ever stopped. They might, might still be doing it because <laughs> there was no true end. But that is what happened. It was high school football. 
I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. And then they would ask the next person. So I go, hey, Eddie, how do you feel? And I say, no, I, you don't say, you I say, say oh, you just say oh, it. Oh, I oh. feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. And then you say, hey, Bobby, how do you feel? And then we never stop. And then oh. we die <laughs> in our caskets. I feel good. <laughs> Still going. But that's where it comes from, Rakita, is me, uh, high school football. That's awesome. Because I played a lot of sports in high school. So I get how that could, like, pump you up. So, so good. Yeah, Rakita, how do you feel? I feel good. Uh, I feel so good. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. And when we ask you, if you call and we go, how do you feel? You can say, oh, I feel fine. If you don't know, but the real, <laughs> like, the real team, they know to go, I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. uh. Thank you, Rakita. Hope you have a great day, great week. Thank you guys, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Over to Amy with the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. A semicolon got arrested. Okay. It got two back-to-back sentences. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. What's your question? Can you explain to me? I have no idea. Yeah, semicolon is used. That's the, that's the, the dot and the comma. And you can use that with two <laughs> sentences. You put it in between basically two sentences without a period. Oh, okay. I didn't know why you used a semicolon. That's mm. why I that joke was way over my head. Hmm, well. Too intelligent for me. No, I think it's a good one. And a lot of teachers out there are going to tell it. Are they? Yeah. You know, I don't hey, think I've ever used a semicolon. Thank you, Dennis Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian. So what happened? Well, I'm on my phone and all of a sudden this pop-up appears on my phone telling me that I could be the recipient of a $1,000 PayPal gift card from Apple. It said, congratulations, Apple user. Once a week, we randomly select a few lucky users, and today it's you. Click OK to answer questions, complete the survey, and then boom, you get a $1,000 gift card to PayPal. Question one, what's your social? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question two, what's your bank account number? What I didn't, I, I didn't end up filling anything out, but... I, because I was like, this just seems a little shady, but it popped up on my phone and I have an Apple phone. Like, why wouldn't I believe? So I took a screenshot and then I posted it to see if anybody else had had that happen. And I guess in the browser, it says unsecure link or something. I don't know. Is that a What did you have open that allowed that pop-up to happen? I have no idea. I think I was just on my phone. I don't even remember exactly what I was doing. Maybe I can go back to the screenshot and see, but... Maybe just using my browser. So you think there's a chance you really won a thousand bucks? I don't know. It but you said, think there's a, what, what's the chance in your mind? Before I was negative about it, when you saw it, what was the chance you thought you won? Fifty-fifty. Oh. It said once a week, they randomly select a few lucky users, Ooh, and today it's you. It said to me. That's pretty. cool. And I thought, like, no, that's not pretty cool. <laughs> that's not pretty cool. Don't be clicking stuff. Do you think they're just randomly giving away a thousand bucks? And I think too, it's probably not coming from Apple. I think they realize most people are just an Apple user in some way. If it's iTunes, Apple Music, iPhone. See? Right there. That's it. Dear Apple user. Why don't they say dear Amy? Ooh. Oh, good call. I wouldn't have caught that. <laughs> if right they know it. who you are and it's coming from Apple, they have all your information. That's true. You're right. Oh man. I wouldn't click that. Yeah, I know. Even if you're in the browser, it says not secure and has all these weird letters. <laughs> so there's, just, a, there's like a lot of Chinese stuff. But, who, just, just. but heads up, if something like this pops up on your phone, don't fall for it. Because uh, the, what we have concluded is it's not real. How much is the gift card? It's a phishing scam. A thousand dollars. It's a thousand though, Bones. No, no, no. It's a phishing scam. For sure. L- remember the last time in our emails 
that we got a uh, an email from our, our CEO and CFO going, hey, everybody want a free hundred bucks? Yes. yes. And I came on, I said, do not click it. That's a scam. And yep. what happened? It was not a scam. It was real. I know. And I know. Got and, uh, I got my hundred dollars. I, I know. And I didn't do it because I didn't. What? But also, I would say, like, we're, I could see that, you know, someone like, you know, an older person, like my dad for sure. I mean, he had an Apple. If that would have popped up for him, he would have clicked okay and entered in all of his info to get his $1,000 gift card and he would have gotten totally scammed. Here's what I'm seeing on the internet. Amazon, Apple, they both have this scam. It's not them doing it, but people know, a lot of people use Amazon and Apple and they send it out. Congratulations. You are the, and then you click it and it says you have two minutes, 51 seconds to fill this out. Question one, are you a regular user of the product? You click yes. And then eventually it gets your information. Mm -hmm. Do not fall for it. PSA, the more you know, if you get a pop-up that goes, you want anything. You didn't win anything. You went to a bad site. Yeah, I don't know what I, where I was or what I was Googling, but somehow that popped up. All right, good. I'm glad we talked about this, though. I've been getting a text, but it says, Dear Kaylee, so I, I'm assuming that's wrong. Yeah, that's not yeah. you. It's a good assumption. What is the text saying to you? <laughs> it's like the same thing, Amazon gift card, but I'm like, Don't I'm, fall for it, I'm friends. not Kaylee. Okay, don't fall for it. Let's play the feud. They asked 2,000 Americans, what's the best chain restaurant you would find in the mall food court? I do want to bring on Allie, who lives in Idaho. Allie, Allie, how are you today? Good. Here she is. Everybody clap your hands for yeah. Allie. Allie, tell us something about yourself that'd be fun and uplifting and we get a smile about. Oh, fun and uplifting? What, um, what do people like about you, Allie? Um, I keep secrets, I she, guess. Yeah, she keeps secrets. Wow. She, guesses. Yeah. she guesses she keeps secrets. That's good. I don't know if I trust somebody who guesses they keep secrets. I like someone that knows they keep secrets. <laughs> All right, Allie, you get to pick your player here. Amy's our defending champion. Would you like Amy, Lunchbox, or Eddie? And if they win, you win some crap from the back. Ooh. Ooh. All right, who would you like, Allie? Um, I got to pick my girl, Amy. All right, Amy, you represent Nally. Okay. Let's go. Amy, you're up first since you won last time. Mm -hmm. They asked 2,000 Americans, name the restaurant you'd find in the mall food court. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Show me Chick-fil-A. Correct. At number two, number you, get, two? you get two points. Yeah, you. Oh, what do you think? There's one. Here. I thought Chick fil A would be number one answer. Yeah. Well, you only get two points for that, but yes. Okay. Because those are the easier ones. Go ahead. All righty. Well, I don't. I feel like this is my favorite thing, especially when I was a kid and I go to the mall. I wanted Auntie Anne's pretzels. Show me Auntie Anne's pretzels. <laughs> number one. Woo! That's it. Okay. There you go. Keep on rocking. Okay. Also, I mean, you. Oh, this just smells so good when you're walking through the mall, and it's Cinnabon. Yeah. Cinnabon, I don't get that much, but when I do, it's always great. Mm. Show me Cinnabon. Number three. Wow. You're doing great. You're getting the top ones. Not a lot of points in the easy ones, but you're still knocking them off the board. Yeah. There are still seven answers left. Sometimes when I'm at the mall, I want that, like, General Sal's chicken. And I feel like there's always, like, a Panda Express. It's a food court. Yeah. It's a small food court. It's a food court. Okay. Show me Panda Express. Shut up. Number five. Okay. Um, oh, and then there's, if you want pizza and you're at a mall, I don't even know how to say it, but it's that Sparrow or S-B-A-R-R-O. She calls it Sparrow. Sparrow? Show me Zbarro. Is that it? I don't know. Okay. That is number four. You've nailed the top five. Wow. That being said, you have 15 points. There's still plenty of points on the board. Okay. 
They asked 2,000 Americans, what's the best chain restaurant you'd find in the mall court? Amy has guessed the top five. Auntie Anne's, Chick-fil-A, Cinnabon, Sbarro, and Pizza Express. I mean, one of Panda our... Panda Express. Oh, yeah, sorry. Panda, Panda Express. Express. Thank yeah. you. I was like, never had Pizza Express. <laughs> well, one of wow. our favorites is <laughs> Thank you. Chipotle. Is that on the mall food court? Is it? You I got, don't know. Is Chipotle in the mall food court? I, I mean... I don't know. I'm, that's a good answer. It I depends, go with it. but I love Chipotle. Show me Chipotle. We've never had someone run a category. Oh, man. Chipotle's at number seven. Amy has 22 points. Still plenty of bo- points on the board, though. Golly. How many more are left? There are four left. Okay. Six, eight, nine, and ten. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, I guess, I feel like I've had this at the mall before, but like a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. I mean, it might be regional, though. Okay. Show me Dairy Queen. She's oh, lost control of the board. Nice. She has lost control of the board. Now. Lunchbox, she has uh, 22 points. Yeah, that's but, fine. But there are still 14, 20, 33 points on the board. Oh, wow. Ugh. Okay. Most I of mean, the points are in those later ones, you know? I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time I've been to a mall, but... That, that was pandemic. It was a year ago. <laughs> Everything hasn't changed in a year. No, no. I mean, even before that, I just don't go to the mall. I'm not a mall guy. I don't, I don't get the mall. I hate shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate shopping. <laughs> but I would have to say there's a McDonald's there. I mean, you go, oh, yeah. there's a McDonald's. Show me McDonald's. What? Right. Nice. I had that too, Lunch. Eddie, there are four answers left on the board. Okay, well, I'm, I don't want to go out in the first one, so I'm just going to go with the one that first came to my mind, the American Cookie Company. Oh, that's a good answer. Oh, great American Right? Cookie the Co. ones that makes the, the big cookies. Yes. And you get a slice like a pizza, but it's a cookie. That's a good answer. Although, is it in the food court? I think it's usually its own Normally, store. it's like, yeah, but it's <clears throat> they could still consider it food at the mall. They yeah. could. 2,000 people were asked. Show me Great American Cookie Company. Oh! Eddie, when you said it, I was like, home run. I, yeah. There I, is in every mall, but I never, I see them on like the edge in their own store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another cookie company that comes to mind from the mall that I think might be in the food court area. Because it's not necessarily where you would get like a big birthday party cake cookie. You get like just little cute cookies. And it's, <laughs> is it my turn? I, yeah, I, I, it is I, I your guess. Because I, that, that like Miss Fields huh? cookies. Good answer. I promise you. Show me Miss... Don't, you have to promise me. I'm looking at a board here. Show me... Hey, Rach, I just hit... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eddie got me thinking about cookies. Well, I'm sorry. Ugh. Apologize for that. Lunchbox. They Good. asked 2,000 Americans, what's the best chain restaurant you would find in the mall food court? Let's oh. go. Man, I mean, I am at a loss. If there's no McDonald's, there's no McDonald's. What else do you eat at the food court? Uh, give me... Ah, give me Burger King. Why not? Show me Burger King. Oh. I have that. Oh, man. Eddie, if you missed this, we go speed round. You each have five seconds to get your final one, and then it's over. I mean, Bones, I'm going to go stick with the dessert category. I think there's an there's got to be ice cream there, right? So give me Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Show me Baskin Robbins. Okay. There are four answers on the board. You have speed round. Amy, go. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Oh, my God. Lunchbox. Chili's. Chili's. Eddie, if you miss this, the game is over. You extend it for everybody if you get it. What is your answer? Pizza Hut. Show me Pizza Hut. Incorrect. With 22 points, Amy is our winner. There she is. She wins again. 
the only one that got some right. Yeah. You're probably the only one that goes to the mall, though. Let's be real. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, <laughs> okay, haters. I know. You I'm didn't just say saying, that before the game. I'm just saying, I, did, I, I said never it go to the mall. Got, it came to me. Okay, okay, what are the other four? The other, the other four are at number six: Orange Julius. Oh yeah. Must is. be kind of a re- uh, not in our region. Orange juice. <laughs> yeah. What is that? The next one though, Jamba Juice. Yeah. Jamba. Yes. Oh. At number nine, Subway. Ooh. Oh yeah. And then at number ten. What? Steak and Shake? Johnny Rockets. Oh, similar. What's that? Oh, no. They, they wear these cute little outfits with white hats, like paper hats. Well, that's why they're the tougher ones on the bottom. Okay. Amy is our winner. Allie, come on. Congratulations. So excited. And do we have any idea what she's getting, or are we just going to grab? Oh, we do. Ray, tell her what the crap from the back she won is. Yeah, Pimp and Joy hat. Oh, uh, nice. Dad hat that says touchdown. Uh-huh. A Raleigh Brewing Company t-shirt. Yeah. And then also Ashley McBride album vinyl. Oh! oh! That's cool. All that's good stuff. Wow. That, that's cool. How about that? And we'll, uh, well, do you want, should we sign something on that? Should we sign the Pimp and Joy hat, or do you want it blank? Uh, Take a blank. Can you like sign the inside? You got it. That's a good mix. That's a good mix. All right, there she is. The smart, the smart lady right Mm -hmm. there. All right, Allie, congratulations. You are the winner. Thank you very much. How do you feel, Allie? Uh, Super excited. Mm. That's what I needed today. So thank you. Love it, Eddie. How do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. All right, we're opening up. We're getting back to normal. We're hanging out with the friends. We're going to live shows. That being said, I've been super pumped. We spent a lot of time organizing this. Live music is back for the first time ever. It's the inaugural. And maybe the last as well, if this doesn't work out. (laughs) In two different cities. First ever Bobby Fest music festivals for the family. There's an all-day event. There's family-friendly events. But also headlining Bobby Fest September 4th in New Braunfels, Texas, which is in between Austin and San Antonio. And September 5th in Wichita, Kansas at Wave is Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Come on! Yeah. Man, how'd you get them to headline? Oh, it was hard. It is tough. I had to pull some strings. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Especially when there's two of them, you gotta get permission from both. But I know. This is full band. That is quite it's the It's gonna be the most fun show. Also, on that stage, right before us, he's got many number ones. Russell Dickerson. I came to life and I first kissed you The best me He's got another one. Let's play a little bit of Blue Tacoma here from yeah. Russell Dickerson. Also on that stage, Maddie and Tay. Come on! And also you may remember them from their latest number one song, Die From a Broken Heart. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but listen, we have Bobby Fest September 4th, September 5th. Happening in Texas, New Braunfels, Texas, and Wichita, Kansas, those two days. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m., Ticketmaster.com. Bring the kids. It'll be all-day event stuff. It'll be a lot of fun, family-friendly, but music, live music is back. We're excited to play. We got Russell Dickerson and Maddie, T- Maddie and Tay with us. Hey, could you come out and do a live version of your podcast out there? Oh, okay. Whoa, that's a good idea. Are you are you serious? Yeah, why not? Okay. You can do a Four Things with Amy Brown on like the side stage in the daytime. Okay. Sure. I'll even pay for your flight. Oh! Hey! So wow. what, do you, what do you need from the people so we can do this again? Like, because you're saying if this is Good don't point. Well, go we'll do well. more cities. If, if this goes well in New Braunfels and Wichita, Kansas, we have people come from all over the land. Yes. East, north, south, west. <laughs> all of them. All the lands. 
Uh, then, then we go to more cities next year. Okay. First ever inaugural Bobby Fests, uh, 10 a.m. Friday to get your tickets, 10 a.m. Central. There you go. Thank you. It'll just cost us just a few dollars. I'm not sure how many dollars. They didn't tell me that much. <laughs> we haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, yeah. All I know is I ain't making any money off the first, because the first time you put a festival on, you don't make any money if you're the uh, you're the person putting it on. Uh, okay. That being said, speaking of money, Amy's kids were sent money in the mail, or one of them was? Yeah, one of them. What happened? I don't know if it's a mistake or what, but it's a check from the government, and it's for a lot. Stim- oh, it's the government yeah. calling oh, out. Oh, they oh, want the money back. They, man, they hear fast. <laughs> it was a mistake. Oh, <laughs> That's what I was nervous about. Honestly, I didn't even know. They was, work fast. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I'm not joking because I almost didn't want to talk about this on air because I thought, am I, I don't know that the government's going to come after me in some way, but I don't want the government to freak out because I am going to do the right thing. But for a second- <laughs> Wait, what's I, the right thing? They may have sent your kids money for real. Was it a stimulus check? It's, I, yeah, like an economic impact yeah. check, yeah. But, but for a 10-year-old? Your son rocking that Never check. You know what he's going to buy with that? No, he's not. No, he's yeah. not going to. So I don't really know what who to call. Like, do I call the president? 1-800-JOE-BIDEN. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> and I'm like, is this an oopsie? Or, you know, and why just one of my kids? What about my, my 14-year-old has been impacted? But, True. But... But I didn't know that kids got things, so I'm just confused. I think it might be a mistake, and I want to do the right thing by informing the government. Because if someone else needed this money, I want to make sure that they're able to get it. So it's just awkward. But I I knew, I just didn't, I wanted to bring it to y'all to say, what should I do? Mm. Well, let's go to the person who is most responsible about stuff like this, Lunchbox. Lunchbox? Uh, You head to the bank and cash it immediately. Like, there is no need to call. They sent you a check for a reason. You don't need to rat out your son for being a good human and getting government money. <laughs> you go and you cash the money and you let him spend the money however he wants. No way. Uh, <laughs> oh, how much is it? A lot. Over a thousand. Okay. I don't want to say Wait, over two thousand. No. <laughs> so in between, I mean, one was and it fourteen hundred? Yeah, like no, normal stimulus. Check? Okay. Yeah. They just sent him a stimulus check. But why? Do they think he's an adult? He's, I don't know. D- didn't he have like a business? Uh, Wasn't he selling like bracelets or was that? That's that your daughter? Sure. Okay. No, but he was, col- he, he was collecting cans. Ah, there he you was. go. He go collect cans anymore because of COVID. Small business. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he has designed a few T-shirts. There. I mean, that's it. I don't know, guys. Okay, this is what I would do if I were you. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah, look. Sure. On, I'd look on the back of the. Che- is there a number to call on the back of the check? I'll have to look. Ask a few questions. Document yourself asking these questions. And if no one gets an answer back to you, keep the money. Because what they're going to do is come back for it eventually and just give it back to them when they come back for it. Right. I guess I could just do that. But I would reach out and have documentation that you reached out. So you're like, look, I didn't try to steal this. Play them the clip from this show. They're yeah. like, look, I brought That's it good. up to, to our friends on the air. Yeah, I was genuinely perplexed yeah, let's and concerned mm-hmm. about America's well-being. Nice. But I would try to reach out, document that. And then if you can't find... Why? Cash the check. And then just be prepared to pay it back when they come back for it. <laughs> okay. That, that sounds good. That'd be my I feel good about that. I just wanted to feel good about... You know what? Heck, buy you a little something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, are you going to tell him that the check came for him? Uh, no. Yeah, I not at the time. Well, not that... He, his concept of 1400 will is doesn't mean anything. He so can maybe. get tickets to the first ever Bobby Fest. Oh. That's a good idea. And, Texas and Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for him point. and all his friends. Yeah, he could buy my flight. That's true. Yeah, wow. okay. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. A year ago, Adriana Palma and her family moved from Mexico to Miami in search for a better life. They got here, her dad found a job. 
But then the pandemic hit and he got fired. They had to live in their car for a little bit. And then life was just really bad. So they got a little help from a homeless shelter to feed them and take care of them for a little bit. But Adriana was turning 15. And in the Hispanic culture, when you're a 15-year-old girl, you have a quinceanera. It's a big deal. It's when you become a woman from girlhood to womanhood. And they couldn't do that. But her fairy godmothers at the Miami Rescue Mission said, uh-uh, Adriana, we're going to do this for you. They got everyone together through a big party, and she got to have her quinceanera. Hit it, Ray! Yeah! I'm just imagining the biggest party for her. And I, I have chills talking about it. I love this. And they played this song? I mean, I'm assuming songs like this is what oh, you do. This is just your uncle singing this song yeah. so you played it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes you want to dance. It doesn't make me want to dance. Though. It doesn't, yeah, come it doesn't on. make me smile. It doesn't make me smile. That's so. a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. A couple things. One, a little nervous. My dog, Stanley, not Eller yet because she's not, she's not been spayed, so she can't go to the, uh, the, the dog place yet. But he's got an interview. He has an interview on Wednesday with two different people. One's called My Second Home. One's called Paw Pals. To see if he can go stay there in the daytime while I'm at work. It's like oh. a little day camp. Doggy day but camp. But they have to interview him and like make sure he checks out. And here's what he's going to do. He's either going to just lay there like a blob on a, on the floor or he's going to run a hole through a wall. Yeah. He or, doesn't have a middle gear. Or, so I'm afraid he's not going to get <laughs> accepted. And over here freaking out going, they're never going to take my dog. Like people, to, people always call you for advice for interviews. Can't you give yeah, him Yeah, here's my advice. Wear him out before he goes. <laughs> Except he's probably going to go in the morning, and I'm not going to be able to do that because I leave so early. Because hmm. we're gone in the daytime a lot. Caitlin's off working or in meetings or whatever, and I'm here. And so we're like, why don't we just send Stanley 10 minutes away to one of these places where he can play with other dogs in the daytime? And they're like, well, he can't come in until we have a, a little interview, a little, <laughs> little uh, observation time. He's not going to pass. He's going to be a bump on a log, or he's going to run a hole through the doghouse. Well, bump on a log, he should still pass for that. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I feel like they're going to judge him. I feel like this is a kid going to daycare and they get interviewed. <laughs> it's him. Uh, he rams into them. That's going to be the problem. That's happening uh, this week. I got a Yesterday, Caitlin was laying out in the yard, and it was like 80 degrees. Maybe it was Saturday. It was like 83 degrees, so it's starting to get warm here. And I was like, you know what? I'll go out and give me a little sun, too. Just hang out, talk with her. Just took my shirt off. And laid out in the little chair beside her. I wasn't out there for eight to ten minutes. I'm burnt. I'm that white. <laughs> you didn't put on any sunscreen? But I was only out there for eight to ten minutes. Okay. And and the point is, if we end up going somewhere like late in the summer after we get married and we go somewhere that's beachy, I don't want to go and be burnt the whole time. But I was out there, I mean, maximum eight minutes. I could put my, my hand on my chest and pull it off, and it looks like a handprint. It looks like those shirts back in the day, hypercolor. Hypercolor, yeah. yeah. Like that's my cool. skin right now after only eight minutes. So we did that. We had a good weekend, though. We went to dinner at a place. It was some new place that's up on a roof on, like, the Marriott or something here in oh. town. And so we go, and we hadn't ever been there. And it was. I called. I was like, hey, can I get a reservation? And we eat early. It's like, 6 p.m. Let's get a reservation. And they were like, all right, got it. We walk up, look, and I wasn't on the list for a reservation. And I was like, hey, we got a reservation at 6, Bobby. And I look, and the guy cannot find me. I don't know who I talked to. I don't even know if I called the right place, to be honest with you. And the guy's looking, he's, and I see him go, uh-oh, they're not on the list. And he looks up, and we have masks on. They, they, they have no idea it's the dude from the radio. And uh, he's like, yep, come on in. So if you just act like it, you're like, yeah, I got a reservation. They just seat you. <laughs> Here we go. This is a lunchbox deal. <laughs> no, I didn't steal anything. And I thought I made a reservation. 
I said, he hey, just, we, have, we have a 6 o'clock. And he, I, I saw the iPad. He looked and he scrolled and it was nowhere to be found. And he's like, okay, all right, come on over. And they sat our butts down. I wasn't trying to swindle my way in. <laughs> you were just very confident in that you had a table. Because I thought I did. Hmm. But because they put us there and it was great. We had a nice little dinner. Some Met some listeners there. On the way out, they're like, hey, we're from Philadelphia. We listen. And I was like, in Philadelphia? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> we're on there? All right, let's go and do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Watching sports can break your heart literally. Experts say that a new link between watching sports and cardiovascular stress has been shown in a study in high school students. The results showed the at-home viewers of games had an average of 75% increase in heart rate during key points in the game, while the live in, uh, attendees had a 110% increase, which means it's doubled. And if things go bad, it go it, it's a negative. And they say defibrillators should be readily, readily available at sporting events because... Whoa people are getting into it that much and it is affecting their heart. It's the saddest I ever am on an Arkansas loss. Yeah, I was going to say you should have a defibrillator at your house. <sighs> I was thinking about this. I mean, I <laughs> guess when people die but not that many people have died. Other than that, that's about it. If Arkansas loses a big game, I'm done. Oh, you're talking about when you are the saddest? Yeah. That's when people die and yeah. when Arkansas loses? Big games, yeah. Wow. Last This last season on Breaking Bobby Bones, which you'll see May 31st, the first episode, but there was an episode where I was down in Alabama, and I was working with a welder, and Arkansas and Missouri were playing. It was, it was a football game, and they kicked a field goal at the very end of the game to win it. And I was shooting the final scene of the whole show. I'd been there for three days, and I was so upset. The guy thought he had made me mad who I was shooting with. He went to our <laughs> producer and was like, hey, is, uh, is he okay? Did I do something? And the producer had to like put his arm on his shoulder and go, hey, man, Arkansas just lost. He didn't have to give him... <laughs> About an hour. Give him a minute. And even then, <laughs> I was like, oh. Our, our final, final episode that we shot in, I was climbing trees with the chainsaw, chopping stuff down. And Arkansas lost at the end of a basketball game in the SC tournament. And we, we're doing the, and it should be like, woo, we finished the whole season. I was destroyed. Mm. I was like, roll, the, let's get this over with. Let's go. I need to get out of here. So I get it. I had a little heartbreak that day, both days. Uh, let's do more news. Bobby's other story. Momfluencer Katie Sorensen faces six months in jail after going viral with the fake tale of a Latino couple trying to snatch her kids. Remember this? Yes. Yes. Yep. Katie Sorensen now faces two misdemeanor counts after she claimed that Eduardo and Sadie Martinez tried to kidnap her two children. Here is a clip of the original video. My children were the targets of attempted kidnap. Um which is such a weird thing to even vocalize, um, but it happened. Um, and I want to share that story with you in an effort to raise awareness as to what signs to look for um, and to just encourage parents to be more aware of their surroundings and what is going on around them. It was all a lie. Jeez. I watched the whole, well, she had, I think, a few parts, but one part was really long and I watched the whole thing and I came in and I talked about it and I was like, oh my goodness, we need to pay more attention. It did bring awareness to that, I will say, but I, I my mind is blown that it was fabricated. Well, it looks like her and Rachel Hollis are launching a podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a must listen. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah. I'll be here all week. Tell yeah. your friends. Mm-hmm. But that whole thing was a lie. Why? What, what, what was the point of that? To get views. Attention. Oh, she, my she, she, her, yes, she grew her following pretty quickly because people were spreading that. I'm pretty sure I shared it on my story. And that's how I found it was someone else shared it on their story. So it started spreading fast. Mm-hmm. She racked up more than 4.5 million views on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mother. Oh, Motherhood Essentials. I thought it was called Motherhood Essentials. <laughs> no, Motherhood. Not Motherhood. Motherhood Essentials. Sorry, I see what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, fi- <laughs> Motherhood Essentials. I'm an idiot. Um, and then finally, uh, Jake Owen has the number one song in all the country music. There you go. Here's uh, Made For You. Just The song was put out three years ago. It's crazy. Three and a half years ago, I was with Jake at a charity event. He played it. I was like, you so got to put that song out. It wasn't even out. So he puts it out. It, radio just wasn't paying it any attention. We were told to stop being annoying about it because I was just playing it during the show, which I don't do often. And then he crushes it. His promo team did a great job, and it is now the number one song in country music. So it's and Jake Owen made for you. That's right. Hey, is he going to be in Friday? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, Friday morning conversation. Nice. Yeah. So the question is, do we get him a cake or does he get us one? Ooh, interesting. I know. I know. It's a tough Think one. about that. All right. That's the news. Close it up. Bobby's other Bobby's story. You know, I'm a big believer of if you get a shot, you got to take it. Take your shot, even if it's a bit uncomfortable. Uh, I told you we were driving down the road the other day looking for somebody to eat. And Caitlin's like, we should go to this place called Del Frisco. Never been there before. Heck, I don't know if I've ever heard of it. And so I was like, all right, I'll go over there. And so I'm in shorts and like a cutoff. And I have a jacket on over the cutoff a little bit. And she's in some workout gear. And we walk in. And it's a nice place. It's way too nice for us and how we were acting and how we were dressed. And so we go in and order like a little half rack of ribs. A little corn chowder is good too. And she orders a little, little salad, a little chicken thing. And we're talking to our waitress. And she's like, hey, you know, she's in music. I'm like, oh, cool. She goes, I used to know Emma Klein who opened for me for a long time out on tour. I said, great. And then this other dude comes by and he goes, hey, man, I'm a big fan. I uh, just, you know, I'm an artist. And he, he puts down a, what, a little cup holder. A co- yeah, coaster. A coaster. A coaster. A little, little paper coaster. Yeah. And it has his name on it and his Instagram. And I was like, that's all right. I admire that. And I checked, though, immediately. He goes, hey, I'm a big fan. I was like, well, let's see. Let's see if he follows me on Instagram. Because don't say it if you ain't it, you know? <laughs> and so I go over and he followed me on Instagram. I was like, all right. He was telling the truth. He's a big fan. So I kept it in my pocket. And over the weekend, I was like, you know what? I should really look this guy up. But he's on the phone right now. I haven't heard anything he's ever done. Okay. Oh, wait. You didn't listen to any of the stuff on Instagram? Mm. No? No. Listen, I admire the guy for coming up. And and it it also wasn't while I was eating. Mm -hmm. If I was putting food in my mouth and the guy comes by, I'd have been like, all right, just get me on the front or the backside. I got a rib in my mouth. He didn't do that. (laughs) I don't even know what really his face looks like because he had a mask on. Uh, his name is Kanan Cox. Hey, Kanan, how are you, bud? I'm doing well. How are y'all? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. So it's early in the morning. Are you usually awake at wh- whatever time it is this morning? Yeah, I mean, to go off the hustling thing, I'm usually up at 6 o'clock at the gym. So, yes. You a pretty buff dude or no? I mean, you kind of saw me. I was in my, you know, in my waiter clothes. But, uh, I mean, I used to be a heavier guy. So, yeah, fitness becomes a, a part of the lifestyle. So, I guess in a... The most humble way you can possibly say that, yes. You used to be a heavier guy, meaning like you've lost a bunch of weight? Yeah. How much have you lost? 
Mm, um, about 70 pounds. Wow, 70? Good for you, dude. Yeah, I mean, this is over the course of years. Hey, I mean, who yeah. cares? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you are a country music artist, right? I am. And you moved to Nashville how long ago? It was about five years ago. So walk with yeah. me what happened. Caitlin and I are having dinner at Del Frisco. We weren't at your table. Did you make an extra trip over by us? Were we just on the way? Was there ever a thought in your head, oh, boy, I don't know if I should bother them? Like, t- Give me your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was sitting there. I mean, you can't like really see a specter on the line, but if you could, if there would have been a fly on the wall, I'd look like a sociopath just sitting there with, like, staring at you. Just like, <laughs> should I go? Do I not go? Should I go? No, don't go. It's stupid. He's going to just throw it away. And that's, I mean, I don't know if you remember what I said. I'm pretty sure I blacked out, but I was just like, you can just feel free to throw this away if you'd like. And then, like, just here you go, have a good time. And then, so I went over there and did it. And then, honestly, I kind of just, like, forgot that I did it. And then I was, this, the next morning, had the phone call and being like, hey, Bobby, wanted to call and say hi? And I was like, what? This is awesome. All right. So, yeah, there was totally a time of just being like, this is stupid. Don't do it. Just go serve your tables. Go serve some steaks and make some money. But Were any of the other wait, yeah. wait staff like, Cannon, don't do that? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I didn't really tell anyone. I think I went and told the manager just to like say, Hey, like he's a big deal. You should probably schmooze him. Like give me, you know, like welcome him back. Tell him to come on in. And, and, uh, that was pretty much it. And then, yeah, I just went and handed you my lovely coaster. And then I thought that too. I was like, who am I putting my name on a coaster? He did. He put like, his, his, his name, <laughs> his Instagram handle. I admire the shot taken. Right. I've had to take my shots. And, you know, sometimes it's not appropriate. Sometimes it is. But I'm going to risk it every single time. And, again, I wasn't eating. Who cares? So I have not heard any of Kane and Cox's music. Can we do this live? Come oh, on. Let's yeah, go. Can you, can you tell me his Instagram? Sure. It is C-A. Mike, can you scroll? It's C-A-N-A-A-N. Mm-hmm. That's how you spell Kanan. C-A-N-A-A-N. Kanan Cox. Got him. C-O-X. Okay. He's got 24.5 thousand followers. Uh, he has a lot of tattoos on one of his arms. Which arm is that tattoo on? All those tattoos. That's the left. Okay. Um, who, is this your kid? You have a kid? Um, yeah. Well, I just I got engaged last year. It's not technically biologically mine, but uh, love him just as much as he was. Cute kid. Okay. Let's hear his biggest streaming song to date. is called Long Way Home. Here's a clip from Kane and Cox. We can go out where we can see any of city streets, nothing in the middle of you. Okay, okay. Here's a clip of Long Live the Lover, his most recent song. Cause I'm waking up and I version i want to pull something that wasn't just up streaming let's see how he does live here is 
him doing Keith Whitley when you say nothing at all. Ooh, Here you okay. go. The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. There's a truth in your eyes saying you never leave me. The touch of your hand says you'll catch me if ever I fall. Nothing at all. So good. Uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Kanan, how do you feel about that? We just played some of your music here on the air. You, you bump uh, up a little bit? You feel good? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm just like pacing back and forth in my uh, in my bedroom, to be honest with you, and I'm kind of nervous. And uh, But that's awesome. I did not expect any of that, so that's pretty cool, my man. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. Here's, here's what I'm going to do, because, again, I'm such a believer of, if you get an opportunity, take it. I'm going to invite you to come up here tomorrow the next day live and play on the show. Are you serious? That would be the meanest joke if I yeah, wasn't serious, right? I'm like, say it again. Go ahead, Kane. It's hard. I'm talking over you. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I'm just in my head planning on what to wear and what song to play. <laughs> <laughs> I've been freaking out a little bit. I'll tell you what. My right, man, this is this is a so cool much. story, right? Yeah, yeah I'm not awesome. having dinner. Guy's hustling. He's playing shows. He's also doing what all of us had to do. What I had to do many times: work two, three jobs at a time just to get your creative endeavor, you know, up top. And so, I want to support this. Hey, you sound good too. Like, what do I know? But you sound pretty good. So, I will have my producer call you at the end of the show, and we will line up a time, and you will come up here, and you will play. And if it goes great, great. If it doesn't, hey, you still got a shot, right? Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for taking a shot on me, then, man. What did he say? Thank you know. for taking a shot on me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you didn't hear that? Uh-uh. I think he's nervous. There's a lot of words. He's, he's thankful for you taking a shot on him, like bringing him in. Okay. Kanan, my favorite server at Frel Discos. Del, Del Frisco. Del Frisco's. <laughs> Del Frisco. It wasn't even my server, oddly. <laughs> uh, we're going to get you up here this week, okay? Awesome, my man. Thank you so much for this and for what's to come. Thank all, you. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll call him back. I'll talk to you soon, Kanan. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. What's going on in his mind right now? I mean, he's probably he's... running to his fiance or whoever, and he's freaking out, and he's like, oh, my goodness. And now he's, I guess, figuring out what to wear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, we'll he's, see how it goes. he's probably so, this is just setting his day up for, like, he's just going to be on cloud nine, I think, because... You know, he he was debating whether or not to really give you that coaster, and then he felt a little lame about it, like, oh, I have my name on a coaster. But hey, his name on a coaster, like, that's unique. That's clever. And he shot his shot. I don't know that it's clever. It is. But because it, is, it is a shot. And remember, you should always say hi to somebody. Mm-hmm. You should always, even if it feels uncomfortable, if there's something you think you can offer, offer it. Because you never know. Some guy just might call you and go, come play my show. <laughs> there you go. Even it's if happened. it's... Even if it's in the business world. All right. We'll get that happening this week. Ansley is on the phone. Ansley in Virginia. Welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Hi. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So today is my birthday and I'm turning 17. Nice. And I wanted to call and ask you guys if there is any advice you could have gotten when you were 17, what would it have been. Well, first of all, happy birthday to you. It's pretty awesome. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday today? Thank you. Ainsley, what's happening? Well, today's just school, but I went to the beach this past weekend. 
Was the beach packed? Everybody having a good time? It wasn't as packed as I thought it was, but yes, I got some fun. Well, here's my advice to you, which I wish I would have known at 17, is that, and and still, I think I'm learning it now fully, and I would tell you this, or I would tell an adult this, like, the world is so bendable, just because there are some rules that you've heard, you can only be certain things because of where you grew up, or... Or, you know, who your parents are or the money that you're born into or like you can do what you literally can do whatever you want. Like I was thinking about this. I'm on American Idol. What what kind of background do I have to be on American Idol? I'm not Luke or Katie or Lionel. You know, I'm on this show. It's a massive show. I'm giving advice to these kids. It's partially because of this career that I've just sewn together through odd clanky skills but it's mostly through a lot of the circumstances that I've been through in my life. They'd never had a, a mentor like that before. I got put on there for one episode to talk about how to be interviewed, basically. But they saw, oh, well, this guy actually relates to these kids because he has been through it all. And his first time to California, L.A., or New York was through work. And to him, it was crazy, just like they're experiencing. And, you know, as I look at that, I go, dang, you, you literally can just decide what you want to do and go chase it. We live in a great country where that's possible. And... Just because it's been done a certain way your whole life doesn't mean it has to be done that way forever. So I would say the world is completely bendable. If I, with only medium talents, can do really cool things, I'm sure you, Ainsley, with wonderful talents, can do whatever in the world you you, you want, you know? So that's what I'm going to say to you. No dream is too big, as cliche as it sounds. It doesn't matter if you're 17 or you're 45 years old. No, I saw an old guy who went back to school because his wife who's also like 70, can't see anymore. She can't do her own hair. So he went to beauty school. He's like 70 years old. He went to beauty school. He's like, I'm going to learn how to do her hair. Oh, that's sweet. He's an old man. But he's like, I'm going to go take classes and then graduate Mm. beauty school. So don't let even age hold you back at starting something new. Ainsley, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a dentist. Oh, that's awesome. Do you feel like you can? Yes, yeah. I really do. Good for you. Well, you don't need my talk then. All right, go get it. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> Just, it, it, it is. The world is moldable to exactly what you want to do. That's all I'm going to say. That's my advice to you. And also, don't take eight, eight o'clock classes if that's an option when you go to college. Why? The worst. I took them. I would go to my radio station, KLAZ in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I would start my night shift at 6 p.m. I'd work till midnight. I'd do production till 1, 1.30 in the morning. I'd drive to Arkadelphia. I'd eat at the Waffle House and study for the next morning till like 3. I would get home by 3.30. I'd fall asleep and have to wake up at 7.30 to go to an 8 a.m. class. Oh. And I didn't miss. But man, was it miserable. <laughs> Finished class. I'd go to class from 8 until 1. I would go to run the school radio station because I needed that money to be able to survive, to eat, to pay you know, rent and car insurance. Finish that. I'd drive back Cross the state to go to, to work again. That's another thing, Ainsley. You got to show up on time over and over again. All right. Just, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Ainsley, happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. Do you have any other questions? Um, No, I love you guys so much. I started listening to you guys regularly when quarantine started. Nice. And it's just so crazy that I finally made it on the show. <laughs> well, happy birthday. I hope that was a cool birthday present to you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, this uh, 79-year-old husband visited a beauty school and went to get lessons in hair and makeup so his wife 
could still look as good as she wanted because she could no longer get ready by herself. That Man, is amazing. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? He I was just like, that. I can do this. Why not? Other people aren't doing it like this. That doesn't mean I can't. Come on. That's great. Uh, let me mention this. We are we're very excited because live music is starting back up. We are throwing two festivals. It's Bobby Fest happening September 4th and September 5th in two different cities. So New Braunfels, Texas, which is below Austin, above San Antonio, but kind of in the middle. We're doing that one on September 4th. And then we're doing Wichita, Kansas, September 5th. It's an all-day event. Festival, stuff for the kids, daytime stage, but the big stage in the evening. In each of the areas, we're going to find like a local band to really open it up. But then, after the local band that wins a contest, it will be Maddie and Tay. Being a girl in a country song. And then you're like, woo, love Maddie and Tay, who's next? <laughs> and then it'll be Russell Dickerson. I came to life and I first kissed you. The best me has his arm. How many number ones do you want from Russell Dickerson? Here's another Russell Dickerson oh. number one. And you're going to be exhausted of all Russell Dickerson's number ones. You know who's coming on next? The band with no number ones, <laughs> The Raging Idiots. Don't know nothing about yoga at all. Well, we do have a kids number one. We do. Yeah. And a number one comedy, comedy album. Yeah, see, we got number ones. Yeah, Come but on. ours, are, ours are dumb. Oh, yeah. They're like two people competing against us, and it's our old stuff. <laughs> uh, but it is Bobby Fest. Tickets on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m., and they will go fast. Friday morning, Ticketmaster.com. Can't wait to see all you guys at Bobby Fest. I'm just pumped that live music's happening. Our goal, though, was to put on a show that you could bring the family to, you could bring the kids to. There'll be stuff in the daytime. Right now, I don't want to tip it off, but I'm negotiating with Amy to do a, a live podcast. Oh, negotiating. We're yeah. in negotiations. She's, she's trying to get too much money from you? Oh, there's no money. <laughs> it's just me being like, you should do a live podcast. If you're negotiating on the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, you have all the, all the hours. Uh, FridayTicketMaster.com. Wherever you are in America, you should come to this. All right, thank you. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Mars Hill, Maine. A man was in his truck sitting there listening to some music, and he sees his neighbor start her car up and go back inside. He goes, steals her car, and starts ramming it into his own truck because he wants to call it in as, oh, someone hit and ran. But oh. she she <laughs> called police because she saw him steal her car, and he got busted. <laughs> so he was going to hit and run with her car, then get out. Yeah, he went back and parked her car yeah. in the driveway. I mean, if that worked. <laughs> It didn't. I mean, yeah. right? It didn't. Bad it didn't. move. No, Bad move. Don't do it. But, but if that works and no one ever finds out, and I'm sure it's happened before, people are like, man, you really got one over on the system. <laughs> <laughs> he was that close. And how'd they catch him? Uh, she saw him steal her car and start ramming his own truck. Crazy. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You went to Tampa over the weekend? I did. Yeah. Saw my brother. So it was a lot of fun. And you think you saw a celebrity in the Tampa airport? No, I did. One of the Backstreet Boys. Well, I'm 99.9% sure it was him. The blonde one. I had to Google him. Well, the blonde one is Nick Carter. No, the other blonde one. The brown-haired one? It was. He's, no, he's like blonde Who's the brownish. one that couldn't sing anymore? Brian Luttrell. That's him. That's who I saw. Brian Luttrell. What color would you say his hair is? Blondish. Mm-hmm. That's mm. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> a little blondish. Bobby, when I Googled him, if pull, up, pull <laughs> him up on Google and you'll see blondish hair everywhere. How do you know it was him? Because I felt it. I felt it. I just felt huh? it. I was like, I feel like that's... She's like, I can't stop singing. You are my fire. <laughs> my one. He had his mask on, but everything, like his eyes, I mean, his eyes are very distinct. They are. 
So I, I'm putting my money on that, that that was him. Other than I thought, would he be flying commercial? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yes. Factory Boys, big time. When I was Googling him, I was looking at his mansion that he lives in. So I don't know. Pretty sure I saw him, but I mean, I didn't say anything. We did make eye contact. And then I, oh, you know, it's the most embarrassing thing that can happen sometimes is when you you totally, I t- looked back, like 100%, you could tell I was looking back to look at him, thinking he wasn't going to be looking back. And then he looks back and mm-hmm. looks at me and it was awkward. And I was like, oh, well, that was weird. But at least you didn't have your phone and you're acting like you're, on it, but you're really like leaning it up to get a picture. Oh yeah, I've done that before. I know. For a little snap snap. I wish I would have been because then y'all would believe me. I don't not believe you. It's not like you saw uh, Morgan Freeman at the airport. Ooh, oh. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, hey, my high school self would be freaking out that I just saw a Backstreet Boy. No one was bothering him? No. We were down near baggage claim. Like He's just living his life. I mean, masks have got to be the coolest thing for celebrities. Uh, well, good story. Yeah. Thank you. Have you ever run into him? No. Have you ever His run into son, a Backstreet Boy? Though, yes. Oh. His son, though, is uh, trying to be a country singer. I saw oh, that. that's right. He, I saw, whenever I was researching him, I saw that, yeah, his son's in the music business. I saw clips of them, like, playing together. Bailey like, hmm. Latrell is his name. Mm. I'd never heard him, but... Well, maybe if Bailey's listening to the show, he can find out if his dad was at the Tampa airport on Saturday. Amy goes, have you ever run into a Backstreet Boy? And, like, AJ <laughs> McClain. <laughs> I like no. Yeah, he's been on the show. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm saying Nick just Carter run. danced with Sharna, my dance partner, on Dancing with the Stars, like two seasons before me. Yeah, he came up to me once and he was like, "Dang, dude, you guys are doing good, and you can't even dance that well." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> Nick Carter did. Yeah, I was like, "I know, dude." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, aside from any work-related function, have you run into? Mm, no. Okay. No. Exactly. No. All right. Goodbye, friends. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. <laughs> 